This episode is brought to you by my new favorite content creation tool, Flipstick. Wish me luck in trying to explain this ingenious little device. So recently featured on Shark Tank, Flipstick is a tripod alternative that attaches directly to your phone on one side and can stick directly to any flat surface on the other. So open it up, stick it to the wall, a window, the refrigerator, anything that floats your boat, and film right there. Use code HARLEY for 20% off at getflipstick.com or head to the show notes to go directly to their site. Welcome to Brand Meat Creator Podcast with me, Harley Jordan, and Sonia Elise. A place where we pull back the curtain and the trashy filters on the influencer marketing industry. So pull up a chair and grab a notebook. It's time to shed some light on the ever-changing Instaverse. Thank you so much for joining today. We are going to dive into what I think is a spicy topic, Harley. <laughs> I am very excited to are see. Are you a little nervous? What, <laughs> I'm a little nervous. I'm so excited to see what listeners think about this episode because we're going to be discussing what it's like in the age of social media to be socially conscious, to be aware of what is happening in the political sphere mm-hmm. and whether or not you should be commenting about it. And I think it's beyond whether or not you should or shouldn't, because that's the first step in diving into everything, right? It's your own comfort level. It's not a blanket yes or no for everyone. Mm -hmm. And I'd love to know what you think, especially from an influencer perspective on commenting on social or political issues on social media. It's so hard. And I'm feeling like a heavy pressure to say something, um, whole Roe versus Wade thing. I've been searching the internet, scouring the internet, listening to or seeing all of these like reposts on people's stories. And I cannot find one to save my life that just feels like it fully epitomizes what I want to say. And it doesn't do it justice. I don't think my own verbiage can do my thoughts justice. So I've gone without saying something. And you know what? That in and of itself is also just like an icky space to be in. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Personally, I think, well, I think it's 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 not just personally. It's a fact that the last <laughs> two to three years um, have been some of the most tumultuous um, in yes. terms of things going on socially and politically that people feel the need to comment about. And Mm -hmm. while I'm sure, you know, 10 years ago, we were going through many crises, just as we are now, it Mm -hmm. feels, of course, a lot heavier because of social media. Because even if you'd like to perhaps unplug from the news, there is so much social Mm -hmm. sharing of so many different topics. Um, that you may not be prepared to come across when you are just casually scanning Instagram. So I think, of course, right now we are hitting another peak with the news cycle around the overturning of Roe versus Wade. And of course, as female entrepreneurs, we probably are much more invested in the topic than many others, and especially (laughs) those who follow us and those who are around us. And I personally don't tend to use my social media as a platform for speaking out. I always applaud people who do, but I find that a few things go into it. And I think these are a few things that influencers can ask themselves if they feel like, should I be sharing or not? Mm -hmm. For me personally, I ask myself, do I have something new and original to add to 
this storyline. Um, if I have a personal story that feels like I would like to share that is in connection with the topic, um, perhaps there is something to add there because you are adding a humanizing element mm-hmm. to the news cycle. Um, I also think about have I researched this enough mm-hmm. that I would be able to relate to someone who might be on the opposing side. Yeah. Because we do tend to surround ourselves, especially on social media, with people who think and feel similarly to us. So I like to always approach it as well as if someone who didn't feel the same that I did approached mm-hmm. me and wanted to have a discussion. Am I ready to have that conversation? So here's this here's the sticky part right here that I find. So this is like this is an internal dilemma constantly. So my whole my whole spiel when it comes to like putting your personality and your personal life on social media is that mm-hmm. the more you put out that information, the more you talk about your ethos, your values, the things that make you tick, the more you're going to bring your exact people to the yard. It's attraction marketing. Those people that see that I'm into, you know, sustainable fashion or like whatever else they're going to be my exact people and they're going to want to relate with me about it. So one of the things I find very often is that I'll get, you know, health and wellness people, like people that value health and wellness because I have that degree, because I talk about that degree, because I like post about workouts in my story, I get those clients tons and tons. So part of it almost contradicts this like sharing, oversharing piece that I promote fully because I mean, at that point, if I'm sharing this political piece, is it going to be this echo chamber of I'm only getting the people that agree with my point of view? Is it going to turn off people that I could have worked with? It's a really tough space. It is. And those are all things you have to think of, especially if you are an influencer or someone who's trying to build influence on social media, is how you relate to the audience and how you relate to future clients. And if you are prepared and passionate enough about a topic to say, hey, if the followers don't agree, I'm fine for them to leave. Mm -hmm. If the potential clients do not agree with either the exact point of view or you speaking out in general... Um, I'm willing to let those dollars go. Those are all things that you should think about prior to having any sort of communication on these things. And sometimes the other thing is sometimes you don't want to have a conversation. Sometimes you want to yeah. voice your opinion. And th- this is where it becomes unwelcome. I And I think this is what's stopping me from posting about Roe versus Wade too, because I do have such a hard and fast opinion here that If Mm -hmm. someone were to comment on my stuff and disagree with me, I don't have anything that I could say. Like I don't, I, I I can't level at that point. So that's really, that's not a welcoming, that's not a welcoming perspective that I want to put out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think you also have the opportunity to say, okay, I am going to speak out about this. And if people come into my DMs with opposition and hate, or if Mm -hmm. they comment on a post um, and leave, you know, whatever commentary they'd like to say, what is the course of action I'm going to take? And you have to think through that and have a plan prior. And if you feel like I really just feel too emotional and too um, feeling like very heated about this subject, and I don't think that I can respond 
in a way that makes sense um, or in a way that might be productive, then maybe that is mm-hmm. a sign to you that it's not something that you should potentially post about. If you are willing right. to fight that good fight, as they say, and comment back and listen and <laughs> potentially have that conversation, then you know, you're taking on an emotional burden, essentially, but it's for a cause that hopefully you feel strongly about. And I don't think that this has to be a blanket thing, right? Of course, we're talking Roe v. Wade right now, because that is what is the hot topic in the news cycle. And so very important to be discussing, but this can go about anything. This could be animal rights. This could be, you know, abusive relationships. Like there's a lot. So let's talk about this in context of everything that was happening in Ukraine still is happening in Ukraine. But as this started to blow up a couple months ago, there was so much coverage on social media. Everyone was kind of taking a taking a step back, not really posting because it just didn't feel right. I was talking to Allie Mason, of course. I, the number of times mm-hmm. we bring up Allie is just like actually ridiculous. <laughs> it's like our and- <laughs> fourth or fifth episode in a row. <laughs> Hi, Allie. I, honestly. <laughs> so... We were talking about how you really don't have this responsibility because you're not trauma informed to like post about news unless you're trauma informed and you know how to like basically be a reporter. Like you shouldn't feel Mm -hmm. the necessity to report on news. And I ended Mm -hmm. up going to my story and saying like, do you think influencers need to need to speak up? And the amount of responses that were like, yes, I think influencers need to speak up because Mm. they need their audience to know. Mm -hmm. I was like, "Uh, you mean an influencer that's not on the ground floor? Like, (laughs) what do you mean an influencer in the fashion space knows better than a, you know, reporter on in Ukraine? Like, what are what are we talking about here? Because that's actually not someone that's informed at all to talk about this. Absolutely. And even if they do feel informed, I think there is only a level most likely that they can get to that you like you're saying, they're not a news reporter, they're not someone who's a war correspondent, they're not someone who maybe knows all the ins and outs of the political atmosphere, they have a strong opinion. And if they'd like to raise awareness, that's up to them. But interpreting the news, I think is what gets tricky. Amplifying things also becomes tricky if you're not doing the due diligence to double check that these are facts, um, to, you know, know the root of where this quote or where this video clip came from. And I think that Mm -hmm. is a very extremely laborious task that I'm not personally committed to doing. I'm just, and that's why I don't speak out. I have my personal opinions. I'm happy to support the causes that I feel Mm -hmm. strongly about. And I find it more that I'm not going to use my social media platform for that. But I am happy to use my personal connections or my personal funds to invest in anything. And I think it's also, that's also a big thing. It's like, you can't just be reposting things to stories and not be taking action because I think there's an an authentic feel to that. So putting your eggs in the basket and saying, Hey, this is what I really care about. I'm raising money. I'm raising awareness. I've done the research you know, whatever else, I think that takes you to a level that it's like, okay, this person really is committed. But 
once you do it once, right. I don't know. Do you think people feel like you have to keep doing it every time for every cause? Well, I think you start to bring in a group of people. You start to resonate with a group of people that do mm. need, need that, you know? So it's mm-hmm. all this like slippery slope. So a, a couple of the things here that, that you just mentioned, number one, let me also just say that the people that were sliding into my DMs and saying, people must talk about this. It was people that were not influencers. It was people that were were trying to be, but they had like a thousand followers. Like they were still a small mm-hmm. creator and they were not at the point where amplifying your voice like really does cause a lot of backlash. So I don't know if there was, it's the lack of knowledge and what happens or like the mm-hmm. actual feel mm-hmm. of... This is this is how putting your voice out there can feel. I, I'm not sure. I feel like it's completely different to stand in the crowd when you have under a thousand followers or under three thousand followers and yes. say, "Yeah, someone should be saying something." Than the person who's standing on top of a hundred thousand followers and feels right. extreme pressure to right. reflect something in a certain way. I think those are wildly right. different scenarios. Yeah. The other thing here is the performative nature of all of it, because mm-hmm. your your mention about like what I'm doing with my money and say it with your wallet instead of just putting it sure. on your story. It there's so much weirdness about like I have to see it because it's all about perception. Mm-hmm. That that in and of itself is kind of a gross thing for me too, because a lot of the time, yes, I am donating. Yes, I am like putting my money where my thought process is, but putting it on online? Like, how do you how do you feel about showing us the the statement? (laughs) Yeah, the receipts, if you will, I again, I think it's really, really tricky, because no one wants to share exactly how much they've donated, how much is enough, what even makes a significant difference. And who's to say the cause that you're donating in is really the best one, there could be something that's quite specific to Mm -hmm. an overarching problem that you're donating to, but that other people don't find as valuable to them. So I think you Mm kind of have to just take a stance every time a new issue is coming up and say, yes or no, I'm going to talk about this. If I'm saying no, I'm Mm -hmm. ready for people to potentially be DMing me and saying, why haven't you said anything? And my response to that is going Mm -hmm. to be very boilerplate, very neutral, and I'm ready to go and I'm Mm -hmm. brushing it off. Or you're saying, I'm fired up about this. I'm going to research. I'm going to find the cause that I want to support. I'm going Mm -hmm. to do X, Y, and Z in terms of an active moment, whatever that may be, monetary, um, donation, Mm -hmm. something else. And I'm willing to weigh the consequences and say, hey, this may not this may lose followers. I may, you know, end yeah. up in a poor space here. And I think all yep. of this applies to brands as well. And uh, especially to brands. Yeah. And I think this is something that we're going to have to dive deeper into in a later episode, but also just the perfor- the perception of it. You know, sure. like we're presuming that influencers are making this ton of money. So mm-hmm. if I'm to post a receipt, if I'm to put that online and it's a hundred bucks, like, you don't know what I'm going through right now. You don't know what my what my budget looks like. And sure. I think you're going to get a lot of backlash of like, but you're successful and you just paid a hundred bucks. Like that feels, mm. uh-huh, that, that also just like 
makes my skin crawl. Absolutely. I mean, I agree. I think it's a difficult platform to be on once Mm -hmm. you hit that 100k range, 50k range to decide what to do and how to handle everything. But I think you just have to be very sure footed and strong that this is how you feel about it. Yes or no. And this is what you're ready to deal with and put up with however you may tackle it. Um, And I I feel very similarly around brands. And I think brands and social issues can be even more performative than influencers. (laughs) You know, we see every June Pride Month comes around and we see brands jumping on Jumping on the rainbow. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Jumping on the rainbow, jumping on their Pride content. But where are they in hiring or collaborating with people from that space year round? They're not. (laughs) They're not. They're not. And, you know, I mean, that can be applied to so many things, but... It's just, I think brands need to have the same steps. And I think even more so because you're talking about the livelihood of your whole business mm-hmm. when they approach, are we going to speak out about a social issue? Are we going yeah. to support something that is going on? Yes or no. What does that look like? And I think over the years, it's become probably more and more difficult. I remember five or seven years ago, people, it would come to pride and people would put out the rainbow t-shirt and mm-hmm. no one would say anything. They would buy it and, you know, supports this charity, quote unquote. And you, when you really look back and think about it, what were they doing? Like a dollar per t-shirt that they sold at best, you know? So I I mean, this, this all (laughs) sounds like the who or what is, did I say that right? Of uh, the, like the key. We were what? Yes, thank you. We were what? (laughs) We were what? And the whole like bikini sales that were going to funds Mm -hmm. for Ukraine that wasn't really going to Ukraine, that was actually just a package of, I don't know, resources or something. (sighs) Like, it's just like, it's all Mm -hmm. mumbo jumbo at that point that like, what are we, what are we actually saying here? Mm-hmm. And I think brands also have to be careful about jumping on every single trend, mm-hmm. right? Or every single, I, I don't want to call it a trend, let's rephrase that, but every single cause um, mm-hmm. is not a cause that you need to hold near and dear. If you, in the very beginning stages of creating and launching a brand, it is very important to say, what are our pillars around social issues? What do we stand for? And most brands have something that they should be supporting year round, or whether that be sustainability for the planet, or it could be very wide, right? broad, like sustainability. Exactly. Um, And it can be much more narrow. However, having that at the beginning, and then holding up a measuring stick when, when new things come in the news cycle and deciding, is this something that we can veer off course from our core mm-hmm. mission and support, or are we going to stick with our core mission right. and we're not going to comment, we're not going to raise funds, we're not going to right. create a product to donate sales? I, would, uh, I was at a restaurant the other day and they were selling a bowl of pasta where portions went to Ukraine. And I was just like, I don't, I'm unclear. Like this specific bowl of pasta raises money for Ukraine. Like I don't, does it? Really? I, like, <laughs> just it and just this me. one, not anything else just, on the menu, just this pasta. <laughs> exactly. To me, it's like, okay, why not do a portion of like all sales for yeah. like a month or something else? But Even like if it's just 1%, the one. Like it can be yeah. small, but yeah. 
yeah, it was just weird. the one pasta and it had the little Ukrainian flag next to it on the menu. Oh, I was just like, this <laughs> just doesn't feel right for me. Okay, but- speaking of things that don't feel right, let's talk about pop culture memes. Let's talk about this Will Smith moment mm, that mm-hmm. we had a lot of brands jump on yes. in their mm-hmm. content, pulling, playing into the Will Smith punch of Chris Rock. How do we feel about yeah. that? I felt very icky about it. And I put up Instagram mm-hmm. stories the next day saying that I was shocked and appalled by the amount of brands. And I saw a few influencers, um, but primarily brands who posted yeah. meme posts in regards to their product or, or what coaches. they were trying to, mm-hmm. or coaches trying to raise awareness around. Um, and it was a meme of the still of the exact moment where he was yeah. being slapped. And I just felt like it was so distasteful. And I've seen other memes before where I also found them very distasteful. And I think the core the of whole memes, red of course, flag trend was yes, a big one. I think Yeah, I think the core of memes are to be funny, and I get it. And everyone wants to have a joke and a laugh. But I think when there are issues that involve violence, (laughs) that involve major, uh, you know, social conversations, I just don't Mm -hmm. think those are the times to take an image and flip it and turn it into a social media post there. If that's the moment that you're trying to capitalize on, I think there's probably a problem in your social media strategy already. Right. So So I think this kind of relies, relays back into being in quotes, a happy little place on the internet, which I hear a lot, happy little corner of the internet. And we're trying Mm -hmm. to make light of these situations. And I think this is, this is really part of the heart of why I haven't posted something for Roe versus Wade too, because a lot of them are playing into humor a little bit, playing into this like slapback kind of tone. And that also kind of freaks me out because I don't want it to come off like Mm. this, you know, joke about this big serious moment. Do you think we can be this happy little corner of the internet? Or do you think it's important to have that like deep water? I think my personal stance is that you can be the happy little corner of the internet, but then just stay that happy little corner. And that's my personal view on my account as well. I am the happy little corner of Mm -hmm. the internet have my personal views. I interact in a way that I want to interact with things that are social issues, but I'm not going to be the person who does the promoting, who does the amplification. And here's why. Number one, I don't feel like I'm educated enough on some of the topics. Mm -hmm. And number two, there are people who are doing an excellent job out there. And I would much rather read and support what they are doing. And I don't think that I'm ever going to be that person. It's not my passion. It's not my calling in life. And the people who are that I follow, I admire. I think that they are incredible. And I Mm -hmm. think that everyone should find those people that they love, that they know are doing the research. They're doing the due diligence. They're providing the links to read more, to form your own opinions. People who are only Mm -hmm. resharing memes or quotes or five second clips. I just don't think that is the type of person that everyone should look to, to get their news and information. That's my personal stance. So what's our takeaway here? Wrap it up, doggy bag, take it home. (laughs) (laughs) The take it home is whether you are a brand or an influencer, you need to start from point 
one, before you post anything, thinking about what are the repercussions here and what am I willing to lose and or deal with in the commentary or the brand deals or the followers um, in regards to this subject. It's, it's about the preparation before you start reposting and going off in the stories. Right. Anything that you're posting, take a step, reflect on what the actual heart of your point is here. Think about the perception that others will have with that content. Because at the end of the day, it do- your intentions literally do not matter. Like I hate mm-hmm. to say it, but this, is, this has been a hard and fast fact that I've had to like grow into. Your intentions do not matter. It is perception on the internet, in your actions. So being careful and be, being quick to learn and take new info in as it comes mm-hmm. through and start that conversation. I think that's our biggest takeaway here. 